Thanks for tuning in to another THP podcast, everyone. In this episode, Hayden and I are going to be talking with our buddies Connor and Jim. Connor's one of my best friends from high school. We played a lot of sports together, and he eventually started showing some interest in hunting, so I invited him along, and he fell in love with it. That just made us even closer. We were spending all kinds of time together, and then he became my roommate in college in 2012. After being in college for a year, he made a pretty major life decision to leave school and go into the army. I was sad to see him go because I knew our hunting adventures were gonna definitely be put on hold for a while, but I was also really proud of the decision that he made because I felt like it was the right decision for him and his future. And it definitely put our hunting adventures on hold for almost a decade. And this past weekend, we were able to get into the turkey woods together in North Carolina for the first time in, like I said, about 10 years. Also on this podcast is Connor's buddy, Jim, who is now Hayden and I's buddy. Both Connor and Jim joined the Army in 2013, and prior to the Army, they had a little hunting experience, but not much. Once they joined the military, they both took a break from hunting, and in this past year, both Jim and Connor got back into hunting and have spent a lot of time deer hunting, duck hunting, and now turkey hunting together. So in this podcast, we talk a little bit about how Connor got into hunting and some stories from our friendship back in the high school days, but we also focus on talking about what it's like to get back into hunting after having taken a break, and specifically what it looks like to get back into hunting while actively serving in the military. It was a lot of fun to hunt and record with those guys, so I think you'll enjoy it. Before we get into it, I wanted to remind you guys that you can check the description of this podcast. Down there, you'll see a link to our website. If you go to our website, you'll see that we got a bunch of new merchandise on there. We've got our brand new spring collection. It's got a bunch of turkey-themed items on there. And there's a bunch of functional gear on there as well, too, that we wear when we're out in the field, like the leafy suit, gloves, face masks, and our turkey tote. I think the new stuff's really cool. I think it's our best line yet. So I'd recommend you check it out. Another cool part about our spring collection is 10% of all sales are going to turkey research. So I think that's something cool that we're doing as well that helps support the wild turkey. Also this year, we've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild is a free social media community where not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged on Go Wild. Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. As you earn points, you unlock awesome rewards too, such as gift cards, free swag, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and a lot more. Also, if you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. Visit DownloadGoWild.com to get started. At THP, we all shoot bare archery. We all shoot different bows, but we all are really pleased with the performance of our bows. I shoot the bare Divergent EKO cam. The reason I shoot that bow is I like a short axle to axle bow. It really helps in a lot of hunting situations when I'm on the ground. But even if I decide to get into a tree, I just like how easily I can move the bow and fit it into small places. So if you're in the market for a new bow this off season, go over to beararchery.com and use the code THP10 to save you 10% off of all bear equipment. All right, enough of me talking. Let's get Connor and Jim on and talk hunting. All right, everybody. We're sitting here at our North Carolina turkey camp, and it's myself. We'll go down the line then. Uh, Jim. Hayden. Connor. And Connor is a buddy of mine from high school. 
Um, and we're going to talk a lot about that and kind of uh, growing up, you know, together and hunting together and how Connor got into hunting. But um, I guess, a, I guess, well, through Connor, then we met Jim. So we're, we kind of made this hunting trip um, this weekend, this trip, the main goal of it is for Connor and I to hunt together. We haven't hunted together in decade yeah or more well yeah about a decade which is really crazy to think that that's happened like how in the hell a decade went by and we didn't hunt together is crazy but it's pretty cool that we're actually sitting here and we got to go out in the woods this morning whether it was less than ideal but <laughs> you know that's all right just being out here is the most important thing and then through connor we met jim and you know as life goes on, you know, you you know you recognize people that you're going to be friends with right out of the gate pretty quick. And it's like, yeah, five minutes in, it's like, okay, Jim's my buddy now. So I think that's <laughs> cool. And a lot of times when your buddy has a buddy, you know, at least in my experience, you're going to like get along pretty well. So, yeah, we're having a lot of fun here. What? I guess, I guess, uh, talk about what you guys have been doing for the last what, nine years or so, just under nine years. Yeah, just about nine years now. Yep. Uh, so 2013, I joined the Army. Um, like Zach said previously, we were roommates. Or, sorry, we were high school friends and also roommates in college. Um, you know, life happens fast, and one thing led to another, and I you know, started seeing my life going probably in a direction that it, it probably wasn't going to be it. Um, a good future for me so you know I decided to figure some things out and turn my life around and um yeah it kind of I guess that's kind of uh I'm kind of getting my get ahead of myself no for, no no you're not you're not we'll double back to like yeah hunting and all that but but what you guys while you know really the r- main reason that we haven't hunted together is because, because of the of military the, correct exactly. yeah so that's yeah Jim? Yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much same story. Joined in 2013, and then, uh, you know, it's going on nine years. Me and Connor, we met each other about, what, almost four, four years, years now? Four years Yeah. And, you know, we connected, and really this past fall, you know, it's uh, when we really started getting back into hunting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming out here, it's been, I mean, a great experience so far. You know, I mean, even, like, we don't even have to shoot a bird or even see a bird. Just coming out here and hanging out with you know, good people and learn things. It's a good time. Yeah, I know it's the third time I've said it, but it's, you know, this trip is a lot more than just coming out and shooting a turkey. It's mm-hmm. a decade in between. The last time I, we, we've hung out, we've seen each other in passing in the hometown and stuff, and I came out to uh, Colorado, and but it's always been so... Brief. Uh, brief, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a perfect way to put it, and it doesn't seem like we're actually getting that quality time to... I mean, gosh, we're yucking it up like we're 18 again yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh it's so hilarious and it, we i mean yeah for example like i remember one night we hung out um new year's eve yeah we it was just in the, living, in the living room yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like just caught up and you know I donated a case of cords light to your parents <laughs> <laughs> just you know catching up bs and like we do that every once in a while but that's still different from having like multiple days to hang out yeah spend time in the woods especially and to me 
hunting, um, you know, with my buddies is like the number one reason that THP is so awesome. It's like you have that ability to just go hunt with your friends. And um, to me, that's like the most important part of hunting, right, is, is going and being with all the people that you like sharing the woods with. Because to me, if I was just alone doing it, I would probably, I honestly wouldn't like it really uh, a tenth of as much as I like it. It's just I really got into hunting because of being with the people. And uh, I think that just kind of brings up to me getting you into hunting Mm -hmm. and kind of that experience. Because I think that's such a, it's just kind of a, a funny story. Yeah. So we were playing, we played football together. That's how we really became friends in the first place is through football and I somehow like through the grapevine I maybe heard somebody like saying that you were interested or maybe you told me you were interested I don't really remember the details of all that I think it was something I was interested in when you were out shooting groundhogs with everybody mm-hmm. I was like that kind of sounds fun mm-hmm. that's something I think that's something I get into <laughs> and like <laughs> we were we had maybe talked about it I guess so that's probably what it was is you had mentioned something and well, it was like some some weird had happened where there was a flood, right? Yeah, the river flooded. The river flooded, mm-hmm. and there was a Mercy Unlimited, which is like a like a thrift store. Thrift store, mm-hmm. and we were going there to like volunteer to like help put barricades and move stuff like out of the basement so it wouldn't get flooded, right? And I remember it just being like terrible weather. It was like <laughs> like forty and just like pouring rain, and the river was flooded, and it was it was definitely raining, and we were leaving that day, and everybody, I think it was like a football team thing where the whole football team yeah, was Yeah, Coach Fry made us, not made us, but, yeah. oh, yeah, he kind of, we kind of did whatever that guy told us to do. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he kind of made us go do it, but it was it was a good thing that we did it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it helped out for sure. And we were pulling away, and it was me, and I don't even remember Brad probably, who's another one of our Yeah, guys. it was, uh... You guys were in Stephen Fierce's old red Honda Civic. <laughs> it was that. Yeah. Yep. And we're driving, we're driving <laughs> away, and Connor's standing on the sidewalk in downtown Wapakoneta. And I'm like, it just popped into my mind. I'm like, hey, Connor said he wanted to go hunting. And we roll up to him, and I'm like, hey, man, you want to go? And he's just like, yeah. He literally hops in, and like, from that point until you joined the army, like. I don't know that we did anything without each other. Probably honestly. A, a solid five years straight uh-huh. of just raising heck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty hilarious. Like just going out and hunting small game, shooting groundhogs was a really big thing that brought a lot of us together. Like that's totally foreign to a Wisconsin folk. Not a PA folk, but a Wisconsin <laughs> folk. Like, there's just groundhogs everywhere. Yeah. And they're farming. Not in Wisconsin. No, it's not a thing. And uh, did you see that one across the road in front of us, by the way, the other day? Yeah, I did. Weird looking. Actually, pond. there are some groundhogs in Wisconsin. There's some. Yeah, they exist. not nearly as many as but there not are like in they are Ohio and Pennsylvania. And they're like a big, big problem. Yeah. And you could get permission to hunt groundhogs anywhere. And like, we started making relationships with landowners and a lot of times we couldn't get deer turkey permission like sometimes we could but we just a lot of times could hunt groundhogs and hunt rabbits or squirrels 
or whatever small game, pretty much rabbits and squirrels is what we did the most, and then groundhog. And uh, eventually that led to interest in deer hunting, right? I mean, you kind of became interested in that, and then we started doing that. Yeah. Then turkey and... Uh, yeah, I've always, I mean, I've always, I've always had an interest in it. Um, my dad hunted whenever I was a kid. Uh-huh. We, well, I used to live in Illinois. Um, he had a farm, uh, sold it, moved to Ohio at a young age and, uh, moving from the country to the city, it's just something that he just didn't do anymore. Uh-huh. And he just, obviously from Illinois to Ohio, being an out of stater, not really having the connections that he had through farming in Illinois. It's just something that kind of fell to the wayside for my father and, I never, I never had that like mentorship mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. So I, I always had the interest, but I just didn't have. I guess when you when you're a kid and if if you don't have the means, especially as a as a, a an adolescent for sure, it's it's. I mean, how how yeah. do you do it? Right. There's, I'm sure there's some people that do, but that's a you know, it's just a question that I didn't have the answer to. Yeah, and I mean, it would be something where if an adult that's like maybe your dad's buddy or something sure. was like, hey, I'd, I'd you know, let take him out and, you know, get him started in it. I think that that's one good way. But even at that, there's really not a lot of people in our hometown that I, they definitely are. And it's definitely like a small town yep. that, you know, there's people that hunt every year, plenty of them. But it's still not like Wisconsin. Right. It's not like uh, Pennsylvania. It really isn't. Western Ohio, farmland, flat, not a lot of places to go, no public land. Yeah. It's just like... Uh, pretty challenging to get into like you said if you don't have somebody to take you and it was fun for me always to get people into it or excited about it and not that many people stuck with it you know some people go occasionally but connor stuck with it like we got to go in quite a bit there and like after i don't know a couple years i would say you were pretty much full-on into hunting yeah and you were going with me, my brother, and our other buddies, pretty much every time. Yeah, it's pretty much all I was thinking about. Yeah, you know, got me in trouble in school a little bit, and <laughs> with sports with coach, you know, was, that's that was always something funny. Um, I, I don't know if I would say I was jealous. Ah, hell, I was jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember, I remember Zach. Uh, you would go on these trips, and I, I think it had to have been, like, a deer camp or something, but yeah. it was always during, like, football or, like, it was maybe, like, spring practices or something, and it, it was always, like, a big freaking deer. Ah, oh, Zach's got to go hunt. And I'm like, God dang, that sounds like it's a freaking good time. <laughs> I was like, that. I would almost rather be doing that than doing sprints in the football field, so... <laughs> Man, Zach's got it made. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it just it just became really fun for me to like have somebody that was fresh into it and just you know go out and say, "Hey, this is you know what this sign means. This is why we're setting up here." And that, like I was saying earlier today, it makes me appreciate that. It makes me appreciate all the things that I have learned over the years, mm. and that's fun for me. And it really, really is exciting to just see somebody learn and, and make mistakes and then eventually have success. I think it also makes the mentor a better hunter just because oh, yeah. of, like, thinking about things differently and how you explain it and the questions that are asked to you that makes you think about things differently and not 
take the things you do know for granted and get lazy with it. So mm-hmm. it helps both people out for sure. Yeah. And the first, uh, I guess the, f- the first deer that you ever shot, that story is pretty funny. Well, actually we should, we should go back to, a to the, to the big buck story that you brought up today. Yeah. That's a hilarious one. Yeah. The big buck story is, it, it actually, <laughs> we almost had a situation like yeah. that today <laughs> yeah we did and, and, the, and the moment you started talking about it i was like no freaking way <laughs> <laughs> like the turkey today you yes <laughs> yes are you talking um, about this last one uh from today the, from, today, from yeah. this morning yeah so that's I'm, how i got brought I'll, I'll go up. i'll go into that story so we we called on a point on a ridge down this uh, is today down this to a valley today. yes this is the turkey story today and this is how we got into the buck story <laughs> And uh, one thing led to another. We ended up sitting there chit-chatting for a little bit. And a for a tur- little bit is in like 20 <laughs> minutes. And like yeah. we were in a really good spot where. It was a it Midwest little bit. Just yeah. found a ton of scratch. And, and I, had said, I had said, too, this is the type of place where, you know, a turkey expects another turkey to hear, uh, to call from. Like, right. It's like, hey, where are you guys at? I'm up here. Like, I can cast my call way out over everybody. And like we had even heard a hen respond way way down in the bottom like i would say four to five hundred yards away but we just continued to catch up because it's been a long time (laughs) since we've been in the woods together and we got this new buddy jim so we're hearing his you know we're hearing all these different stories and talking about old times whatever and uh yeah take it back over so a uh i didn't see it but it was a male turkey. Male that, bird. Yeah. Had, Don't know had, if it was a John, uh, Jake or a Tom. But. Yeah, it snuck right up on us and um, didn't really seem like it was too worried about us. It just kind of putted. It, it didn't put. It didn't, didn't say. It didn't. It didn't do nothing. Didn't make any noise. It kind of just walked. Kind of just around us. <laughs> like it didn't even know we were really there. So. Like a good hunter, the Zach is. He's like, "Let's go. We gotta go set up. <laughs> we gotta, <laughs> we gotta call this thing back." So <laughs> we're getting set up. Everybody's pretty fired up about the situation. Um, and and me and Zach sit on sit on this tree, and he starts, you know, coaching. Hey, make sure you're comfortable. Uh, you know, a little shell. Uh, you know, if if you can't see it, don't shoot it. But you know, kind of just wait for my go ahead. Like if I say shoot it, shoot it, and then. Boom! At that moment, I'm like flashback. <laughs> Take me back ten years to sitting at uh, where Steve was Mittens. Steve Mittens? What town was that? New Bremen? Yeah, it's Sydney area. Sydney. <laughs> Zach and me. Oh man, it was an evening hunt. I yeah. think we got it was out Wednesday of gun season. Yeah, I remember that specifically because I remember thinking, like, oh man, Wednesday. The deer have been bumped around for two days. It's probably going to be pretty hard to see a deer. They're probably going to feel be feeling the pressure. This is still like, you know, a, a smaller property with small wood. In the grand scheme of like big white, you know, big, or, uh, a big block of whitetail habitat. It was a pretty good piece that we had permission for, but it wasn't this like, you know, really we were the only secure hunters. area. We right. were the only hunter hunters yeah, that it was, day. I thought it was, oh, I thought we were the only ones, period. Yeah, we might have been, actually. Well, I never saw anybody out there when we went. Yeah, I think we actually might have been. Yeah, it was like my dad and then Rich, our other hunting buddy. and then uh, I guess outside of outside there. of our group. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. And uh, 
we, we kind of just went back in the spot that we didn't yeah. really have a plan no we just kind of went back in there maybe we just wa- we were walking on a on a trail mm-hmm. and we just kind of picked a tree and said that that's the one mm-hmm. that's the one that's gonna stick with me for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> so me and zach sit on this tree and i mean it was probably 30 minutes before it got dark and but before that we so were we were not being quiet at we all not. we were expecting to see anything it honestly had got to the point where i would say we were just like slap happy like hysterical <laughs> yeah. like just laughing at nothing <laughs> like just sitting there like laughing so hard too that it's like you're losing your mind shaking right? the ground yeah just cracking up and my gun's like laying behind me and i've got the camera yeah the camera and connor's to my left and yeah, I don't know. I guess that, probably... the, the, the the lane we were looking at was basically a foot off the walking trail mm-hmm. towards a bend in the trail to a dried up creek bottom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of us chuckling like idiots, doe, doe comes just screaming out of and that young, creek bottom. And a young doe at that, which there's there's like a little hunting lesson that I I learned later in this, or like it kind of like came full circle. This is December. To put a date on this, too, this is like give or take, you know, I don't know, somewhere around the first week of December. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and take back over. I think I know what you're going to talk about. Second rut? Yeah. (laughs) Because it was like, well, afterwards, it's like, that was a second rut situation. But go ahead and tell. Go ahead and tell. This doe comes out and, like, you know, we talked about we were a little bit slap happy. And it, it it, it was honestly, it was pretty relaxed shot 40 yards maybe yeah. and um I, I line up immediately zach gets the camera rolling and then i hear him go big buck big buck big buck <laughs> and this hoss of a buck <laughs> chasing this doe hops out right behind it and it's like time stopped and we both were dead quiet it was like it's not so relax anymore uh-huh. and, and a, he's close like oh he's like 40 yards chip shot oh man i had my dad's remington 1100 12 gauge slug with its scope on it yeah right? with the old walmart tasco scope yeah and we're <laughs> and we're set up like gun on the knee pointing at this spot like yeah. it's picture perfect yeah he was getting ready to get slammed son <laughs> so time stands still this buck's just cruising right up walking with this doe they got i mean i don't even know how they didn't hear us laughing or anything i think it was just they might have been rutting you know zach is so ready for me to shoot this deer i think you like get you snort laughed or something what it was okay so this is this is what it was and i'll i'll never forget how weird this was it's like (laughs) i was like I need to be serious, but I had been laughing so hard for so long <laughs> that I like thought of something and I thought how ridiculous this actually is. Like we're about to kill this huge buck and I went <laughs> and like started laughing and he just snapped and looked right at us. In and the it, worst spot for me, the best spot for you. Yeah, and I'm filming him and it's one of those deals where like, you know, if you're if you're I mean, I know Hayden knows when you're filming, you can be like damn near down someone's gun barrel and they have a different view than you. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're sitting like, like, you know, side by side at a tree and just that little bit at 40 yards was enough to, I, it was like, (laughs) and he stops and he looks and he's like, now he's got us pegged and it's, I'm just like, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. 
and the pa- panic in yeah. my head when you're like shoot him shoot him and i'm thinking i don't want michelle <laughs> i had like i had a sliver of front shoulder and i was like maybe you know if god sees fit maybe i'll make it work and yeah i, I let the hammer fall boom and, and it's like and you know again my perspective is it's like dundee got him like all we oh, had to do is get the shot off he through. fell Remember, he, well, he, he turned, turned to run and, so hard, and he fell twice. Uh-huh. He fell into the creek bed, into the creek bed, and then he slipped getting out. And we're like, "Man, he smoked!" <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't. Yeah. He wouldn't. So we're like, "What? What happened?" Because he, I mean, he just went right. And we're like, "What?" We're like, "What happened?" We go, we go down there. We look up for blood, and it's like, you know, we're both expecting, I think, just to see just buku of blood, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's no hair. There's no blood. There's nothing. 40 yards, 12-gauge slug. This isn't lining up. Yeah, he should have been rolled. So we, like, go back to the spot. And we're, like, looking at it. And you look at the tree <laughs> in between <laughs> us and him. And there's just a huge chunk out of it where that slug just, like, bomba, it just drilled that tree. <laughs> oh, no. and, we, and then you watch the footage back, and it's like, oh, yeah. He, like, all this, all this falling that was happening is, like, he, he's, like, just like Stumbling. so freaked out that he's just like tripping over himself getting out of there yeah he probably felt the percussion of the you know <laughs> yeah. freaking the barrel wind, the wind off of it but yeah and then i i wanted to get sick man oh yeah it was a tough one it was a tough one and it's like one of those deals where you know the first thing you said oh man i should have shot it <laughs> <laughs> i had i had the gun just behind me and i was like just not even expecting to shoot because i had the camera and it was like you know trying to get connor's first deer at yeah. this point yep and uh yeah that's just hilarious to me would have been a doozy would have been a doozy i actually just told this pot this story on last podcast no kidding or not like yeah more condensed version of it not with your perspective in it but I was telling yeah. uh, Josh Elderton about it, and he was like, man, he's like, if you had got him, you probably wouldn't be telling me this story. I'm like, you're yeah. actually probably right. Like, yeah. it's just one of those It's one of those things that it actually ended up being a better story that we didn't get him. But, I mean, I'm talking beautiful standpoint, mature buck. Like, <laughs> Western Ohio would have been, like, yep. it would have been a pretty – freaking sweet deal. especially for your first deer oh yeah and then you look back and like we said today I, it might have ruined me yeah for the rest of because I, I don't have i didn't have i didn't have the perspective on hunting that i do now then mm-hmm. you know it was all big bug big bug big bug and now it's just like i want to just experience just being hunting. out in the woods yeah. you know yeah. you know there's no i don't have to go out there and shoot a you know, big mature ten point to right. be like I'm, you know, I'm the best. <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm the freaking boss hog, seventeen year old in these woods. Right. So, yeah. And we eventually, we eventually got a first deer and a first turkey under your belt. Yeah. Between, like, being with you, you're with me for the first deer, and then with my brother for the first turkey. Same spot. Yeah, same yeah, same like, like literally same same, same footprints. <laughs> so uh you know, there was that experience, but then military happens. Yeah. I go I'm in college, you're in the military, I end up moving to Iowa and then for the last ten years we've been, you know, like yeah. you said, just playing catch up when we get the chance every now and again. Yeah. Um And I I, I kinda wanna touch back on that. Yeah. I know I said like I I joined because I had like a 
a troubled future ahead of me, uh-huh. and that's not the only reason I kind of got ahead of myself. And, sure. You know, I, I do have a family history of military, and the mm-hmm. service country was always, you know, kind of in the back of my mind. I just didn't know quite how. Remember, I was, you know, I was looking at ROTC in college even when we were yeah. there, and it's just, yep. hey, man, college just ain't for me. Yeah. Wasn't. Well, and I think. I guess it came out wrong the first time I yeah. said it, so. Well, one of the things that I have told Connor now a couple times since since then is at the time we were so excited about being roommates together and then all yeah. of a sudden Connor was like, "Oh, he wasn't he wasn't going to be there anymore." I had to make a life decision. Like, yeah. And I was like, "Dang, man, like that." And I was like feeling sorry for myself. But looking at it, you know, as I got older, I was like, "Man, like I respect the hell out of that decision, and it was the perfect move. I really do believe it was the perfect move. Yeah. And I'm proud of you for doing it. And I think the beauty of life is, is you don't ever have to like end friendships. Friendships never really end unless you decide that like I don't like that person anymore. Mm-hmm. And I felt like when I was 19 that it was like, man, Connor's gone. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to see him. And, like, here we are 10 years later sitting at, like, what I believe is probably going to be one of many hunting camps we share yeah. in the future. And we've been trying for a while. Yeah. It's just never really, you know, it's never really panned out with scheduling. Mm-hmm. So, so we're, ta- both, we're both busy. Yeah. So talk, both of you guys. And actually, first, Jim, talk about your experience hunting prior to like getting back into it yeah um so prior to this uh my biggest role model and person who really got me into hunting was my uncle um like he would take me hunting and mainly it was just deer hunting that was pretty much the only thing he was really into so that's where i got my feet wet so basically he'd just put me up in a tree stand and be like all right the deer should come this way and then sure enough usually deer would come (laughs) <laughs> and besides that, like, I'd go with him for, like, the first week of rifle. And then the second week of rifle, I'd get with a bunch of high school buddies, and we'd go put drives on in fields and just pushing deer out. Uh-huh. That was, like, the biggest thing, <laughs> you know, back in my hometown. Uh-huh. So, really, like, actual knowledge and different, like, hunting styles I wasn't really exposed to, um, you know. And once I left for the military, I, I really fell off the wagon with hunting. Um, I went probably maybe like three to four more times in my nine-year span of being in. But, uh, you know, looking back and, you know, seeing how this past year went, you know, if I could tell myself when I was a private coming in the military, like, listen, idiot, <laughs> find some friends and, you know, get in the woods and start hunting. Especially you when know. you get stationed in Kansas, <laughs> yeah. of all places. Yeah. But, but really, like you know, this past fall when you know me and Connor really you know connected and started getting back into hunting, like really, it's it's been a really big drive in my life now, yeah. and I'm super excited getting back into it, and uh, you know, and really learning different you know styles and techniques and just knowledge of the woods and animals, like. Like I said, really the only things I ever hunted before was just whitetails, you know, in Western PA. And, and you know, and just this fall, like, I went, um, you know, duck hunting for the first time. You know, me and Connor did. Um, didn't get anything, but still had a great time, you know. It was experience. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, I lied. I went turkey hunting twice with my uncle. So this is the third time I've been turkey hunting. So mm-hmm. got to do that, but I haven't shot a turkey yet. 
today was day three day. of your turkey hunting career. Yes. And, <laughs> yeah. And it's it's been more knowledgeable than the first two times <laughs> so far. Yeah, we looked at a lot of poop today. Yeah, seen a lot of scat running around. Yeah. Break that down. A, day one. A handful of times. Know your poop. <laughs> no, you <laughs> But really, I mean, the biggest thing, like, you know, uh, if you're in the military, like, just get with friends. I mean, it's possible to do it. You know, I always thought, like, ah, it's my schedule doesn't line up. I can't go scouting. I can't do this. Like, it's too hard. Like, no, it's not. I mean, you can find the time if you really want to get out there and do it. And especially if you have friends that, you know, are passionate about it like you are and you guys can work together and get out there. And would you would you say that not having people to go with was like the biggest reason you kind of stopped for a little bit, or what was the biggest reason that you stopped going for a few years? Um, yeah, I would say that was probably a big big role in it. You know, not having that you know that buddy to go with and like get excited together about going and you know sharing the experiences. That and then just the you know the overwhelming you know uh, I guess experience of being in the military. You know, for the first few years, it's mm-hmm. like you know just super busy and just super focused on you know army life mm-hmm. um, military too like the, you, you know you have all these rules and, and regulations that you learn as a as a young soldier so when you look at uh getting like a hunting license and you know learning what you need to do i guess let me let me back that up like you can get in trouble if you hunt wrong mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah you can get in a lot of trouble <laughs> you know and, and that's so you guys are, huh? yeah, absolutely. And you guys know all about, you know, you, you guys learn, have to learn rules in every state you go to. And I think that's, as a young soldier, mm-hmm. the one thing you don't want to do is just get in trouble. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you get half into the trouble t- with a lot of different things. Oh, half the time you feel like you're doing something wrong. <laughs> you know, and another really big obstacle for a young soldier, cause like if you come in the army, if you're single, you know, coming as a private, uh, you you have to live in the barracks, right? Yeah. And you're living in the barracks until you can make a sergeant, which usually takes three to five years, depending on you know your job. Um, and if you live on base, uh, like period, like it's it's really hard to get firearms on base, and mm-hmm. like you have to store them in your company's arms room. You know, like if you live in the barracks, and stuff. like a weapon, like the whole weapons in the in there, like mm-hmm. the company's weapons. So I mean, that alone, right there, I'm, I'm sure would you know, drive away people from hunting. I mean, it, it did for me. Like, I didn't want to have any weapons. I mean, but I owned a few weapons from back home. I just left them at home. I was like, I'm not dealing with that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that was also a big hurdle. So, But then if there's people out there listening that are kind of facing the same issue, you know, somewhere like Fort Bragg, that you wouldn't know unless you went down and, and got your hunting license on Fort Bragg, where, where me and Jim are uh, stationed currently. Is I mean, they have two walk-in freezers and an entire butcher room oh, yeah, and somebody there to teach you how to process deer. No kidding. So if you're, you know, just a young soldier that wants to get into it and you find yourself upon a dead deer that you killed legally and don't know what to do with it, yeah, I'm sure that your local hunt club or uh, hunting lodge on your base probably has something like that yeah, or at least cool. a biologist there that you have to check the deer and they could probably steer you in the right direction Yeah, of like a, a processor or somebody else on base that could, you know, probably help you out. So, yeah, I can see how there could definitely be a lot of roadblocks to doing it. Well, especially in those early years of, of being yeah. part of the army, but it does sound like there's also a lot of cool opportunities that they provide for people that are on certain bases. And I, I, I wasn't really aware of all those opportunities, yeah. but I mean, it sounds really cool to, places that you have the ability to hunt and all the resources that they provide for you to help 
guide you along the way. Yeah. A lot of them that we don't even use that we probably, you know, probably should, you know, like the backcountry hunters and anglers that are on Fort Bragg. There's a chapter. Yeah, I didn't even know about that until you t- talked about it today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just they, they have meetings, and I, I'm, yeah, I'm just guilty of not going because, you know, I, I know you would go. I just, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever – Kind of the same deal. I, I, it's like you got You feel like you got to have somebody to go with, almost, right? It's yeah. Like you don't want to just yeah, roll I, up and be like, "Oh, here I am. I'm the new yeah, guy." Yeah. Nobody, nobody and that's especially that's especially hard as a young soldier too. When you started hunting, as I know, it's I was 17. Yeah. It doesn't sound late to to start hunting, but for most who grow up doing it, it is. And I those couple years that I did, and then jumping into being on my own in the military it's like those two to maybe three years that we had together i had lost my mentor and i was on my own <laughs> and i'm expected to do it in my mind on my own now it's like getting your foot in the door with a club or a friend that's especially hard because you don't want to be the dumb guy <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you don't want to be the guy who doesn't know anything yeah but I don't know. That's that's that different perspective yeah. that I have now. Because now I kind of like being that guy. Because yeah. I got people like Zach Faramol that can take me take me on. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> how yeah. how was that first experience that you had by yourself? Do you oh, remember it? And like, well, how did that go? Or what, what was going through your mind the first time you walked into the woods? Just you. I, I guess the first. I guess the first time I walked in the woods by myself. It would have been in like October of 2020, right? That's when did I call you? And I just told you I was like, "Hey, man, I'm buying a hunting license." Yeah, I would say that's about accurate. Yeah, well, end of yeah. October. Probably. I was nervous as heck, <laughs> <laughs> and I saw deer. But it's you know, there's certain rules on public land in in North Carolina that you can't shoot. Um, you can't shoot does off certain. Uh, game lands during specific seasons in October it just happened to be a gun season you know on this public land buck only mm-hmm. so they were all does and well I think what would have been a button buck mm-hmm. but just, they were just too far I didn't, right. so all I had, cared about was seeing deer yeah I mean you had success that first day out I'm sure after that it got a lot easier to go out it's just that first that first step into it that's yeah, absolutely. the toughest one to take and until you like, feel like you're doing something wrong and yeah. you see somebody else in the woods and you want to go the other direction, but yeah. your truck's in the other direction. Yeah, I mean, you're always going to make mistakes, <laughs> but I think, like, as far as getting back into it or even just starting in general in the first place, it's that first step that's the hardest. And then once you have just a little bit of success or just enjoy being outside, like, it's easier to keep going after that. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I guess I'm I'm curious, what's what caused you to take that step back into hunting again after not doing it for so, so long? Like, what was the, the trigger that um, said – had you tell tell yourself I, I want to go hunting again? Um, jeez. Oh I mean, really, I, I I'd always I'd always still had the interest. You know, I'd still kept up with Zach, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I loved seeing, you know, what he was up to, and um, but yeah, I just didn't I didn't have I didn't have a clue in Kansas whenever I lived there on how to do it, and then I lived in Europe for a little bit, like we talked about, so. Mm-hmm. Not out of which, the question. Which also was pretty cool what you told me about 
living in Europe and the hunting opportunities that they have there. Yeah, they they really teach you how to be a woodsman first. Yeah, you said then a hunter. It's like a two year class that you have to take in order to get a license, and they run you through like woodsmanship Mm -hmm. and all sorts of things that go within hunting, which I thought was really interesting. I've never I never knew that was a thing in other countries. You you learn the land you learn the land to respect the land first over there, and then you can harvest animals. And man, I wish I wish. I wish there was a little bit more respecting of the land out there. I found a lot of trash over the years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, so that's a good thing. But anyway, sorry to cut you off. Got to, um, just got to thinking about how mad I am about trash in the woods randomly. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think uh, I came to, to Fort Bragg, North Carolina in 2018, and then shortly after we deployed to Afghanistan. So that was also a quick turnaround. There wasn't a whole lot of time to get you know, a foot in the door to hunt. I mean, I say that it's probably just an excuse. I was telling myself then, but, um, coming back from that, it, it just kind of seemed like somewhere I was going to stabilize and, eh, what am I going to do? I live in the city now. And, yeah, you know, I, I like North Carolina. Don't get me wrong. It's just, um, around the base. It's, it's not really my, not your scene, not my scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, man, how do I find my scene? And then i Oh, I'm gonna go out and buy a gun. Uh, oh, I'm gonna go out and buy my hunting license, and hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna call Zach, see what he knows about North Carolina. And that's yeah, I don't I don't know. I kind of forgot what your question was, but I was just asking what, <laughs> caused, you to, what caused you to get back into hunting that first time after not doing it. For yeah, I I I guess I guess I kind of just got over being a little weenie about <laughs> trying to find somebody that's gonna show me the ropes when I could go out and. And 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 get and learn as much as I could on my own, and then build from that. Cause I feel like that's you can't be so set in your own ways, mm-hmm. right? Especially when you meet somebody who's been hunting way longer than you, and they say, "Ah, oh, no, nah, man, you gotta do it like this." And you're like, "Hey, he's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that guy kills a lot of deer, you know." <laughs> what about you, Jim? What triggered you getting back into it? Uh, well, I mean. Since the day I left for the army, you know, it was always in the back of my mind, like, man, I really want to go back in the woods and start hunting again. Um, you know, I try and take leave around, you know, the rifle season back in PA to try and go up there, but it never really panned out. I think I was able to do that like once or twice, um, and it wasn't really that fun. You know, I I didn't really have a good time doing that. As I just seemed super rushed and mm-hmm. just wasn't fun. Um, but the first time that I went hunting on Fort Bragg, it was after my first deployment. Uh, so I was coming back, it was 2014. And my team leader at the time, he was really big into hunting. He's from Georgia. And, uh, like he was a brag for a while at this point. And, um, I just asked him like, you know, you know, some pointers and stuff. And he kind of gave me a general area where I should, you know, set up and stuff. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. And I got my licenses and all that stuff. And I went out there and I put a tree stand up, sat out there like twice. And I just got frustrated. Uh, I just didn't think I knew what I was doing. And because, mm-hmm. like, like I said, like before, like now, like I always had my uncle, he just pretty much put me in a tree. He was like, just sit here, the deer are here. Mm-hmm. You know, I never had that, you know, person to really mentor me, like how to you know, scout for deer, you know, look for signs and all that stuff. So I don't know, it was just super frustrating for me. So I just kind of, kind of gave it up for a while. I think I tried like maybe one more time. I can't really remember, honestly, but really last year was the hardest year that I went, you know, with Connor and 
it was a, a successful year. I mean, that was, you know, I got a, a doe. Uh, you got a couple deer. Well, those other two were in Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Still, yeah, though, I, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I got a doe with my, with my bow, uh, you know, on Fort Bragg. And that was the first, well, second deer that I've seen in the woods out in Fort Bragg. So that was pretty exciting. Uh-huh. They're there. Yeah, they're definitely there. I mean, yeah. we just I missed a, well, I had an opportunity for a really nice buck in the same stand that I shot that doe yeah. uh, during the rut. Um, but I got into the woods a little bit too late because as soon as I, I was using a climber, uh-huh. climbed up in the tree, I put my uh, my little bow hanger up set my bow in as soon as i hooked myself into the tree you know i looked down and there's this super nice buck i i went i was so nervous i mean i was shaking like a, a little kid <laughs> uh, i couldn't even tell you how many points was on it he had his nose down coming right to my tree i didn't even have an arrow knocked in my uh-huh. bow i was like oh no shaking i get an arrow knock i'm waiting for him and then he's not coming i turn to look and then i think he sent me or something and he took off down into the woods. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> but, I mean, it happens. I mean, at I, least I've seen it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's with all hunters. It can be a make it or break it. Like, if you got the right attitude and that happens, it's like, oh, man, I got to get, I got to keep going until oh, yeah. I get that opportunity again. Or if you get the wrong attitude, it's just like, ah, oh, man, I don't like this. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do it, blah, 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 and you pout and you go home. That's <laughs> kind of lame. But I think – what you were saying earlier, Connor, y- yeah, you've mentioned it a lot today, but I think, like, kind of elaborating on that, I don't care about getting a turkey. I don't care about shooting the biggest buck. Like, talk about how or what that means to you at this point in your life. Because I think, to me, that that is really, I mean, because on the flip side, I've I've been hunting a long time, and obviously, like, my whole occupation revolves around just like trying to spend time in the woods. And yeah. like, I really, really enjoy pursuing like mature bucks. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that, um, uh, there's like, I never, ever, ever hold anybody else to that standard. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't view another hunter and say like, well, what are you killing? Like, I think that's stupid. And I think to compare yourself to other hunters is a dangerous uh, way to approach it because yeah. you're just setting yourself up for failure yep. because it, you know, it, a lot of like success in hunting can d- simply depend on where you can go. Right. Yeah. So I guess talk about that a little bit. Um, so I, I guess when I, when I say that I, like I, it wouldn't bother me to not shoot a big deer, I haven't shot a big deer, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I haven't got to experience shooting, getting that buck fever when a little, you know, forked horn comes in. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, but I understand, I understand why, like, the conservation aspect of shooting mature, I understand yeah. shooting mature deer, I understand why that's important. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it, it helps with population, right? Mm-hmm. It helps with the, the younger bucks to grow and some mature deer. Keeps a, yeah, right. Ethically, if I were to shoot at a mature deer, I probably wouldn't 
be on my A game. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you're losing your mind. Yeah, I'd yeah. be going crazy. Yes, I could. And I've agree seen with that I've more. seen big deer in the woods, and I remember being like, "Holy crap! Mm-hmm. What am I gonna do when I'm that 20 yards with that thing?" And right. I, and I'm, you know, it, it's me and this freaking man of a deer. <laughs> you know, like a grown, the grown man version of a deer. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just. If it happened, if I was in the position, yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and say I wouldn't shoot at it. Right, You're right. crazy to think that, too. Right. But I'm not against myself being a fairly new mm-hmm. hunter to, to shoot at, you know, a smaller deer. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It don't make me less of a man. Right. That's <laughs> right. Then that's, that's the thing that I would recommend for all hunters because yeah. while while like I guess, I guess I almost regret even saying that I like hunting mature bucks honestly uh-huh. because that goes into people's minds and they're like well that's what I should be doing yeah. no be realistic with what your experience is because I will tell you a bit of my experience being a new hunter I was hunting around my dad I was hunting around his buddies I was hunting around my my grandpa this He's a guy that Scary. wants you to yeah, and he wants you to pass. <laughs> I mean, I I had like an antler point restriction when I was a kid, like no kidding. And I'm not I'm not backing that, but it was real. Like that was real life for me. So I started hunting big bucks before I hunted small bucks, mm-hmm. and that became a problem real quick for me because I was in my teen years, and I was like actually figuring out how to do it because I've spent an absurd amount of time in the woods my whole life. I have. I know I was spending time around my dad and Rich and, you know, any other hunting influence in my life and the hunt, you know, the guys from camp. And I was picking up on stuff from what they were doing, so I started doing it. And all of a sudden, I start getting myself into positions where I'm shooting at big bucks. And I wasn't doing a good job of finishing because I never shot the little bucks. Mm-hmm. I never shot the does. I never, you know, I shot does, but not as many as I wish I would have. You know, and I look at it on the flip side other people's experience, like I can use Greg Clements from THP. Greg, growing up in Nebraska, just like shot a ton of deer. Mm-hmm. He, with his bow, just over and over and over again. And now, like I would consider Greg a, just a like a pretty phenomenal, like bow shot from a tree stand. Like he's gonna he's gonna execute. He knows when the right time to execute is. And I think that that is a has a lot to do with all those deer he shot at. And I didn't do that really until I realized that, man, I should have done that. Right. It's like, it took me too long and I started like messing things up. Like I just hit a bunch of bucks high, like just non-lethal shots because I was losing my mind, dude. I'm talking, I'm like 12 years old and I've got this like, you know, big ass buck standing in front of me at 15 yards and I just can't even see. You know, it's like my brain's <laughs> shut off. Tunnel vision. Yeah, and I like I would wait, I would pass these little bucks, and it just like I, it, I honestly think that that is like one of the worst things that I ever did in my hunting career is skip to the hunting the big bucks. Now it's okay because I've got way more experience. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been hunting for a really long time now, but when I was a teenager, that was not the right decision. So yeah. I think. Just having that expectation of 
going, having fun, learning something new, you can't go wrong. You're never going to be unsuccessful. Yeah. And, and that, don't listen to the people that tell you that you are. Like you were saying, <laughs> you were saying like Connor went on a, a elk hunt as like ta- basically tagging along with the tag holder. And he, he was saying like people say, well, why'd you go if you didn't have a tag? And why? Why'd you go? You didn't even get anything. It's like, don't listen to those people, man. Which you, which Connor knows, but like, I guess for anyone listening that may be getting that negative feedback on what they're doing or whatever, it's like, don't listen to the haters, man. Because yeah. like, every hunting situation's different. Enjoy yours and set realistic goals for your hunting situation, whatever that may be. And honestly, if you set the expectation as I'm going to go have fun, and I'm going to go learn something. And who doesn't want to go run around the mountains in Colorado with their best friends? Right, exactly. Man, that doesn't sound fun at all. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Another aspect of that, um, not passing on small bucks thing for me, is the the time frame I started hunting again was Mm post-COVID, you know, or I guess during covid mm-hmm. right not to get political or anything but is it <laughs> it was unfortunately political <laughs> yeah no it's, i'm not i'm not going there i'm just the grocery stores were a little bare uh-huh. you know so and i'm not saying go out there and just start blasting you know six deer i think you get in north carolina you get so six, yeah. i'm not saying go out there and fill your tags every year and hey, if you do yeah it's cool but yeah. um right. not super realistic but Man, I love eating deer meat. Oh, yeah. So I always have. And somebody, oh, man, you got to try my summer sausage. You got to try my, my burgers or, you know, always something. Backstraps. Backstrap, backstrap, backstrap. Everybody wants backstraps. Yep. Okay. If hunters or not. So For sure. That For was sure. another reason, like, you know, a little tasty spike walks out. Son, I absolutely. <laughs> I'm telling you right <laughs> now. And that, like, I think that's a, a big part of everyone at THP's life, too, that, you know, maybe we don't do a real great job of expressing all the time. Yeah. It's like literally every meal that Hayden has cooked up for us here at camp. Oh, my gosh. Like this week venison. has just been venison. It's and been like, Ohio buck. Oh, yeah, man. Drive. The spaghetti yeah. today was was amazing. I'm glad you liked it. And like me and Whitney, my girlfriend, we constantly eat deer and elk pronghorn you know whatever yeah. whatever we got the joe rogan diet yeah <laughs> it's, it's it really is crazy how when you get the confidence which i've taken for granted you get the confidence to put that stuff in your freezer pull it out of your freezer cook it and just have a hell of a meal yeah it, it's really a it Again, it's just something I've taken for granted because I, I've been doing it my whole life. I I watched your guys's I watched your elk hunting video, mm-hmm. and I think that was the moment where I was like, I gotta get back into this because <laughs> I watched you guys pack it out. One, the pack out looked absolutely miserable. Uh-huh. So sign me up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I'm like, that looks like the kind of suck that I want to endure. Like yeah. hunting turkeys today in the snow in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. When I showed up yesterday wearing flip flops because <laughs> it was 80 in a different part of the state, <laughs> you know, that's it's just right. something I'm into, man. You know, you, sometimes it's like pushing yourself. The, the best memories are always made in, in some of the worst times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, I don't know if that's military no. too. Like that's, that's hunting too, I think. 
you always think of like, oh man, you remember that field problem we had? Oh man, that really sucked. Oh, yeah. remember, remember what Jim said? Oh man, that that's hilarious. You know, yeah, in the moment you're sucking, but you know, yeah, you hate as life. soon as it's over, you're looking back at it. You're like, man, that was funny. Man, that, that was, was awesome. Time, you know? Helps bond the people that experience it together too. When oh you yeah, overcome adversity together, or even just get through it. We didn't kill a turkey, but we. Had a fun day out in the woods, even though it was miserable weather, and yeah, <laughs> having fun hanging out in camp, talking about old stories. And I think Zach has almost become his like second persona, that voice he does. <laughs> I'm like convinced that that's just in like 20 years, that's all he's gonna be. Like it's just how he's gonna sound. Well, he's got four or five of them, so he's gonna be multiple different people. If that's yeah. the case. He's gonna <laughs> be putting a ward. <laughs> What's hilarious is, is you know, people. Uh, people may not know this but i've been being a goofball my entire life no no way uh, it's just funny because like i was telling hayden is like dude you know how like (laughs) i've like snap into these different like characters it's like i started doing that with connor and my brother and ben (laughs) and like you know all these you know all my buddies like when i was a kid and it's it's just funny that it it's videoed now. And, and <laughs> God forbid that they that somebody out there that, that thinks that it's them because it probably is. Like we're copying somebody that we met along the way. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's well, somebody we met somewhere. Yeah. They're like, hey, I think they're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing, the thing is too, like about being different characters it's like i think people could see it being um offensive like i've actually heard i've actually read comments where people are like man i don't like how you know zach talks like that i think he's making fun of whatever and it's like no it isn't it's like i actually really 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 enjoy the differences and like how people talk across the country like different <laughs> like Jim, dialects like, and stuff yeah like jim yeah you're so southwest pa son the way you say certain <laughs> things it's just like over there <laughs> shot <laughs> have you ever heard uh yins oh uh, yeah absolutely yep, yep, yins. yins you ever yeah, heard grandpa you ever heard that. uh What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> I was just making fun of Jim. You ever heard uh You ever heard uh, uh, <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah, so I mean been having having a lot of goofy times over over the years. <laughs> and it's it's just fun to Man, it really is it's just exciting to me. I've been looking forward to this since we started talking about doing it and um yeah, I think that just getting back in the woods with with Connor and and from you know from my perspective getting back in the woods with Connor has been extremely special to me and I look forward to doing it more man I I really do I think that uh I think that we got a lot more opportunity now that now that you kind of got your foot back in the door I feel like the confidence is back up to just like go more and like I think find it's, that opportunity I think it's know? I think I have way more confidence now Mhm as a as a hunter than I did as a 17 18 year old why is that well i mean i, I was only relying on you right, then, right you know that's true now i'm i'm doing my own homework and i'm not not saying that i i i don't need you right right <laughs> <laughs> i i i call you or text you quite a bit and i ask you questions or you know we just talk about whatever and um yeah i don't know it's just kind of a, a little journey that i'm 
going on myself. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe someday I can pass down the knowledge to. Yeah. Well, somebody and I else. think it's I think it's cool that you guys are doing it together, Jim yeah. and Connor. I think that's I think that that man that gets me so pumped. It really does. Like, <laughs> I was pumped because yeah. I think you you had expressed interest probably towards the end of the season. Yeah, nineteen twenty, right? Yeah, I think we kind of started talking or about twenty twenty one, right? About twenty twenty one, and then twenty one, twenty two. This year, right? This yeah. past year, was when you're like, I'm doing it. Oh like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, and I, you know, I've been super pumped ever since. Yeah. And, and I know me and Connor, like, kind of going back to what you guys were talking about a little bit before, um, like we talked about it. Like, my, like me personally, like one of my goals is like getting you know, in the hunting so much that I'm hunting, you know, almost every different species that I can. Cause I want to, I want to be able to fill my freezer, you know, with venison, with duck, turkey, you know, some small game to the point where I don't need to go to the grocery store and yeah. get meat. I, I, you know, I got a freezer full of meat that I can, you know, sustain myself and my family, you know, mm-hmm. it's the whole fun. Year. It's fun. And it's super impressive to somebody who doesn't mm-hmm. know what duck tastes like. And like, Oh no, I know this recipe. Come yeah. on. Especially if you're in the Dayton world, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's like like. I mean, this past year, I you know, I've had a lot of venison. You know, I got three deer this year, um, and I I just it's a good feeling to me to be able to share that with people that you know don't get that often or never tried it before, and like you know introduce them to that you know meat and you know and to see that they you know really enjoy it. You know, it brings me joy. Yeah, make them change that perspective of like. It's gamey to like. Ah, actually, you want to try the best thing you've had all week because <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you this is gonna be. You know. Yeah. And another, you know, big goal of mine, and you know, probably Connor too, you know, is to is I really want to learn more about you know being a woodsman and outdoorsman and you know being a good hunter overall. That way, you know, years down the road, I can pass that on to my son. Mm-hmm. You know, because. You know, I want him to be able to experience the things that I've experienced and, yeah. you know, do better things than I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that it's really rewarding to to help people get into it. And not, like, I don't have any interest in taking somebody hunting and them not having a couple screw like having a couple screw-ups or putting mm-hmm. them in a position that it's like a shoe-in. When have you ever done anything... No. That you enjoy in life, that you just were a pro at, right? Right. That, off that's the bat. just not. Right. That's not my personality. It's not yours. You know. It's. I've seen you get freaking obsessed with things. <laughs> you know, just weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think that that one way that like kids get into hunting. That is, I think just, I don't want to say that it's wrong, but I think sets them up for getting out of it quickly is maybe, well, their mentor, whoever that may be, a dad, grandpa, um, uncle, friend, puts them in this situation where it's like a done deal, right? So like, let's. Let's say it's turkey. It's like, oh, youth season's coming up. There's these three long beards using, you know, this corner of this field. It's like every pop. single night. Yeah. Like, it's, I've yeah. done all my homework because I'm an avid turkey hunter. 
and I'm excited about like being in the woods and having success. So I'm going to plop this kid in a ground blind where, you know, it, it basically makes the situation, you know, puts the odds up in your favor even more. And then the turkeys come out just like you knew they were going to boom their success. And it's just that instant, like, what is it gratification? The yeah. word like, boom, you're out there. Boom. Get a turkey, go home. Done. That was easy. Versus on the other hand, like look at the example of Jacob. I know Hayden, you know what I'm yep. talking about. Connor and Jim, Jacob, if you don't know, um, made some Ohio turkey hunting videos with him last year. Um, I had actually just met him, but he's Keith's buddy. And uh, he's like, yeah, I've never shot a turkey before. I'm just like, okay, well, here we go. It just like <laughs> threw him into the, like threw him into the ringer. And like, luckily for us and, and uh, you know, the whole group, it was like me, Keith and, and Jacob and, I mean, it was just on fire. Like, the turkey hunting was great, and the weather was great, so we were just calling them, calling them in left and right, and Jacob's making mistakes, like, over and over again, which is okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I was not mad at him ever. Yeah. I was never even disappointed in him. I was like, okay, so here's what happened. Let's break this down. So that way, next time you've got that experience under your belt, that you can reference that, like, hunting experience memory bank pull that out of there and say, okay, I'm going to do this differently because that in comparison to the gimme, it's like the gimme, there's nothing learned. There's nothing that told, you know, that new hunter or kid that this bird was going to come right out here or the mentor has done all the work there. Now, maybe if you incorporate, um, that youth hunter into the scouting and you put that extra step into it, yes, but it's like not just like a one and done deal. It's like Saturday morning, like here we go, kill this turkey, then move, go, you know, go back to school or go back to video games or whatever. On the other hand, with Jacob, it's like those mistakes happen. I mean, dude, he is pissed after he missed that second turkey on opening <laughs> day of Ohio. It's like he's, he's like, he's fired up. He's ready to come back after it. And mm-hmm. I just think that, um, the, experience and mistakes for me are fun they're fun not because it's like not because it's like uh anything negative or like like i'm picking on these like these new hunters it's that i get to take a step back like hayden said and say i was taking this for granted that i knew what to do in this situation and they get to learn a real hard lesson that they will not forget. You know, it's like, and that's something that is, isn't hunting specific. No, that's life. life. That's, that's life, that just, man. that just shows the kind of coach or mentor that, that you have that mindset, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what makes you good. And as long as they have the right, you know, attitude and personality, you know, it's just going to give them even more of a drive to get back out there and, you know, do it right next time. Yeah, if you start picking on somebody, and they're never going to want to. No, no, no yeah. don't embarrass them. Don't make them feel bad. That's like, just that's like that's childish, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, the thing that the thing that is the most important thing is like, hey, shake it off, man. It happens. I've been there. Yeah. Like, yeah, then that and that's true. Damn. Damn it, I've been in that situation. <laughs> like, I've had turkeys pop up and been like, go, I can't get on of it. Like, gone. <laughs> or I've missed a turkey. Or, 
you know, I've moved or didn't know when to move, and the turkey gets away or the happened deer today. Or yeah, yeah, hell, yeah. Today I made a mistake. You know, I was silhouetting myself over the crest of that road, and mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. turkey coming down off the ridge spotted me. Mm-hmm. You know, but but hey, nothing wrong with that because you remember that, baby. As long as you don't yeah. just get mad and stomp home. You know, which also I know folks do. I mean, I've experienced that too, where it's just like, God, I'm giving up. I guess dumb. Yeah. Don't have that mentality. I mean, I Me get and that. Connor knows someone like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get that way occasionally where I'm like angry for a minute, but then I have to have that like, okay, chill out. It's not a big deal. Take a deep breath, and that's more of like, like a personal hunting thing, not not when I'm with somebody or somebody new, you know. But what I'm you know, me versus animal, and I make a mistake, I'll be like, you idiot, and I'll sit there and I'll be <laughs> so mad, and then it's like, okay, like, take a deep breath, what did you learn, what are the positives, and like, I think of one, I think of one real recent, was um that New Mexico hunt, I think Connor and I were just talking about yep. that, Yeah. I was hunting this one buck, and I was like, all over him, and I was with Roy, and um, we were having a, like, a great time hunting this thing and I like I was so sure that we were gonna get him on that last morning and I made one last stock on him and I, I truly feel that I knew better than the mistakes that I made and ultimately didn't get him. And I remember being so like, man, I was hard on myself after that one, like f- for a while. But now I look back on that and I'm like, man, I learned so much from that that you, you you can't take that away from my hunting experience, you know. It's like I didn't yeah. get him. Was that and your like, first mule deer hunt? Yeah, I think it was oh, technically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was in a totally different area, totally different yeah. country, totally different stalking conditions. Um, I mean, really, really unique. But uh, we got to learn a ton of stuff from that. And I just think that oh man, as much <laughs> as I'd love to have have his skull cap in my in my house at that, you know. Do you think that you went into it trying to hunt a whitetail? No. Just a, No, I think... Kind of off topic, but... Uh, no, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't think I did. I think I just went into it with the same approach that I would with any spot and stalk um, hunt. I was going to try to get to areas where I could see a lot and mm-hmm. try to bed something down and then make my moves. I think. Um, I think what happened was is I got too lazy in my stocks where in the stocks that I've been successful in in the past I've like been a different men like in a mental state so you know I know no you guys probably all can relate to this at least sitting here you know when you're playing like football or or baseball and you're in that game time men- mentality beast mode and it's like yeah and it's like it's like a different you almost you tunnel yeah. vision where that's the only thing in the world that you're yeah and like pain doesn't matter oh yeah like um you, you know and i know and in, in the sp- only thing you want to do is win win exactly yeah. and like dude when i was with jake and greg and gooch and i stalked that buck in north dakota there was no way that deer was making it out alive like i don't even know what how to explain what i snapped into but it was something crazy man like going in on that deer i was like he's dead like there's no way i'm not gonna kill this buck and i never like i honestly don't know that i got to that point on that 
because I got lazy and I didn't like I didn't just tough it out in the times that I should have if that makes any sense so like mm-hmm. for example I the first one I just got too greedy and I wasn't patient when I should have been like looking ahead and trying to decide if that was a safe move or not I just made the move without trying to you know make that decision if it was safe or not does that make sense yeah and then um on the last and that I was close to him then I was like inside of 20 yards and I bumped him and that's when you can like see him like looking at me mm-hmm. and I'm kind of coming right up in the open it looks like and, and I'm, I'm kind s- of I'm screaming at my TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Zach, stop! Oh, dude, he's looking. <laughs> yeah, I did that too later. But um, I should have just been more patient. I wasn't in that mentality, man. I was hot, and it was it was like I just was being lazy. That boy was feeling sorry for himself. Exactly. <laughs> and then uh, the, the next one, it was the last day. We'd actually been pushing our time there even because I needed to get back and start editing those videos because we were going to go elk hunting. And I kept just like, like, I think and we were on him hot. So I was like, I just want to get one more good stalking on him. And we ended up bedding him down that, that last morning about 11 o'clock. And I got real, real swiftly got into like 40 to 35 yards of where he was. And I got into a perfect spot and I set up. Wind was perfect. Like, no way he's going to smell me there. And I sat there for like an hour and a half, maybe two hours, and they were bedded, him and his buddy, um, who we traveled with a lot. And I started getting impatient, man, and I started standing up. I was sitting down in the shade on a log where I could just draw real easily. And if I needed to stand up, I could and still be in shade. But I stood up once after like an hour and a half or two hours, and I glassed. And I was just thinking, oh, if I just stand up, you know, maybe I can get eyes on a tine and then know exactly. Because I knew they were in front of me, but I didn't know exactly if they were slightly to the right or slightly to the left. Mm -hmm. And I stood up a second time, and as I was doing that, apparently the, the smaller one busted me. And, I mean... As soon as they ran off, like that, that was that was a low. I, I would say that, uh, and, and and this, not to even sound dramatic, but like it was a weird one, man. I was upset about that. Like I was so mad at myself because I knew better, and like that's the thing. I needed to snap into that mindset mm. better, and I I think that that's just something I learned. And I mean, that's one of the fun things about hunting to me too is like you can hear your buddy say stuff like that too, and like incorporate that into your hunting career you know it's like and some you know some people might you know consider those you know you know a bad hunt you know whatever something like that but Mm -hmm. as long as you learn from those mistakes i think that's a successful hunt still Mm -hmm. you know you learn from those mistakes and you incorporate that into your knowledge and then you learn from it man i've been learning a lot the last two years yeah (laughs) lots of unsuccessful hunts i mean me too me too it's just a learning you know learning experience I mean, I'm just excited to get out into the woods. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's nowhere I feel more at peace than when I'm just, like, out in the woods somewhere just looking for game, looking for sign, looking for game. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, 
thanks for taking some time and talking on the podcast. I enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun. Hey, thanks for guys. having me. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's it. I just, thanks for your service, too, to the country, yes. and glad that you're back out in the woods and enjoying the outdoors. Heck yeah. Yes, thank you for your service. I appreciate I appreciate it a lot, and I respect the hell out of it. I think it's I think it's uh, very cool, and I like I said, I feel like you know I don't know I don't know Jim like I don't know all of your life situation but for Connor I felt like it was just a very mature move and a very good move and he's Connor's been very successful and I'm proud as hell of you buddy thanks man thanks for your support yeah thanks for being my friend hell yeah brother (laughs) thanks for having us out here yeah seriously I mean Awesome learning experience. Yeah. Hey, you know what they say. We're going to kill one in the morning. Oh, yeah. We're going to kill a bird. It's going to be a good bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you on the next one. Well, we won't see you, but you'll hear us. <laughs>